0: Cool. All right. I got a second chance for this. Hey, uh, guess what? Uh, it's our two year anniversary. We've been doing this for two years, two years. We are complete
1: yeah. professionals now.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, record everything that we need to. Uh, yes. And, and always in one take. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know what else to say other than uh, I've been having a blast. And I can't believe that we've been doing it for two years. Um, oh, And thanks to all of you who've been listening oh yeah for sure i mean i feel silly uh getting so excited every every wednesday when i see how many people listen on on release day and it's it's just it's heartwarming so thank you all and thank you bruce to being such a such a great
1: co-host i am a great co-host and you know what you are too andy always a pleasure always a pleasure i'm, a, I'm an excellent co-host
0: <laughs> let's let's get into it yeah Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And welcome to episode, uh, 87. 87. Sure. Hey. Our two-year anniversary special.
1: Hey! That's right, two years, 87 episodes. You can figure out the math on that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I uh, I think we've only skipped like a week or two here and there uh, from illness. I mean... We're well, in good shape. You know what? We, we've we pulled this one out. I've been having a lot of fun. And uh,
1: what's what's more fun in the game of Magic than drawing cards? Am I right? Well, I think just about everything is more fun than drawing cards. I'm way more excited about playing the cards than drawing the cards. <laughs> but there's a lot of people... That are excited about drawing the cards, and I completely understand that because to play the cards, you must draw the cards. If if you had a card that was
0: just pay X draw, a card, even if it's just enchantment, if it's pay pay X draw a card, or I mean, is it? Would would you play it? I mean, like obviously, like rate wise, of course, but um, I've. What am I trying to say here? What well, am I trying to
1: say, Bruce? Well, this is I your look, topic. Let, I, let me let you introduce it. Sure. Well, I look at it like this. I mean, there's there's a couple of ways to go about, you know, with the topic of card draw, and you can talk about what's what's an appropriate rate. But honestly, I don't really want to go down that road, whether it, whether you're looking at Phyrexian Arena, where you're paying a life, you draw a card, but you, you're limited to that one card or a sign in blood or, or something along that line. All of that... Uh, re, you know, requires you to look at the situation and determine what makes the most sense. And, you know, even in, even in just the situation I've described when I'm comparing those two, Sign and Blood gets you the cards now, whereas Phyrexian Arena, if your games go long enough, will get you more cards. But um, it's going to be a longer drawn-out process. So um, I don't really want to go down that road. What I want to talk about more is how many card draw spells are too many? and how you build around that so uh, arguably you can say that you know you should have 10 ramp spells in your deck well that's great but how many card draw spells should you have in your deck and i think that number can vary quite a bit depending on the kind of card draw that you're counting and how you're doing it so i wanted to spend the uh the next hour to talk about card draw and just sort of look at you know look at the options and and sort of get a sense of of what we want so
0: with how much is too much um i think you also have to define how little is too little which i mean card draw is almost always the last thing i end up putting in decks unless it is like like required by the deck like if i was gonna make like a niv mizzet parent deck like card draw would be you know
1: 40 percent of the deck right Um, i always look at it the difficulty I have with card draw is it's one of the areas where it seems like quite often when I'm looking at the theme for my deck, that the only card draw options that fit the theme are, you know, blah, 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 theme of deck, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end it says, and draw a card. So it's, right. I mean, it's that cantrip. It's, you know, it's that sort of the add on that's slapped onto the back of the card. And I am not going to poo-poo the, uh, you know, somebody who includes that card in their deck because, I mean, hey, it, it fits the theme and you get to draw a card. But generally speaking, if I'm looking at putting a card in a deck because it draws a card, then I want it to draw more than one card. I'm looking for a little more than that. So, I mean, roughly speaking... You're looking at four different options when you're talking about card draw. You're talking about your cantrips, and these are essentially the cards that I've just described. The you know they slap and draw a card at the end of the card, and you're essentially essentially all it's saying is replace this card. So the cost, I mean, the cost of casting anything is the mana cost, and then there's the cost of the actual physical card itself. You spent a turn. Yeah. Right. You spent a turn
0: drawing it. Using card advantage. An extent, to an extent
1: yeah. right so if you get a card that has a cantrip you're essentially replacing what you lost so and that's great um a lot of really good cards do this they replace the card loss um but if i'm looking at card draw and commander i'm looking for i'm really i want to find cards that dig deeper into the deck so but there's cantrips then there's the, your instant draw cards that that will you know that you can play at any point in time in the game to draw you a card. Those are that's a little more difficult to do, but there are cards out there that do that. Um, and then I'm looking at mass draw, which has an overlap with the instance. But um, these are the ones that you know draw X cards, and you know, and they don't have to say X. They could say five. They could say three. You're drawing multiple cards. I just say X. Um, right and then finally there's the the cards that do repeat repeatable draw. So, you know, each turn draw a card, whenever something happens, draw a card. Uh these are cards when you know, when you're playing them in your deck, the expectation is you're you're expecting to draw multiple cards while this card's on the battlefield. So,
0: yeah, I mean like obviously I think that uh like the card draw that is Repeatable is going to find its way into decks more often because you have to do less each time you do it. Um, that you have to put in less resources each time you you draw a card. Um, I don't know. Um, I I find that cantrippy stuff I play less. Um, I don't know if that's right, but I mean, especially if the card. Just says draw x cards. It's just less exciting for me, even if it's like a
1: good card, like a
0: like a blue sun zenith or something. Um, that that
1: draws <coughs> cards, right? Uh, um, well, you or somebody else, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, that's sort of what I'm looking at, though, because when you're putting cards into your deck, if the card is you know, card does something and draw a card. I rarely ever include that as a card as one of the card. I don't count that as a card that draws me a card. I count that as right. a card that does something else. The card draw is 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 a bonus as far as I'm concerned. You know, and then if you look at the mana cost of the card, usually that's where you you see that okay, it's not free. It's just built into the cost and I get that. But when it comes to actual card draw cards, cards that I would put in that category, I tend to lean a lot more towards the mass draw or the repeatable, um, and I'm never sure exactly how many of those to actually put in a deck. And I appreciate that it will vary uh, depending on <clears throat> on how many cantrips you've put in. Because I mean, if virtually every other card in your deck says draw a card, you're not going to uh, uh, you're not going to need that many other cards that that say draw x cards or draw a card whenever something happens. So that can go down, but Um, I, I'm just, I'm never sure. Um, one of my issues and, uh, one of my issues with card draw is the idea of the mass draw. So like the blue sun, Zenith, I get the idea the the benefit that if you draw that many cards immediately, you're getting access to all of them right away. The difficulty though, is that with a, with a, uh, a spell like that, say you draw five cards. If you already have five cards in hand, at the end of your turn, you're going to be discarding unless you can play them out. So I always Mm. feel like I'm not getting the full benefit. Now, I understand that you are because you're adding those five cards. So now you've got 10 cards in hand, even if you don't play any of them and you have to discard three, you're discarding the three cards that you need the least and keeping the best seven. That's a pretty good trade-off and I appreciate that. However, I always end up, I find myself in games that that go longer. So these cards that give you a card draw when something happens, I find they tend to... uh, Happen more. (laughs) Well, yeah, and I get more benefit from them. I appreciate I'm not getting all the cards early, and that is a downside, and I understand that. Um, But the upside is, I also feel like a card like Phyrexian Arena it's very easy for everyone else to ignore. Mm. So it you're doubling the amount of cards you're drawing. Period. You're just doubling it. And nobody is really th- even thinking twice about the fact that you're seeing twice as many cards. But if you do Blue Sun Zenith and the net result over, you know, 5 turns is that you've drawn 5 extra cards, it's the same as as the arena, but better because you got them all early. The downside though is that everybody else watched you draw five and Then everybody else starts thinking you need to be dealt with because you now have access to all of these cards. Whereas Phyrexian Arena was giving you the same level of access, but it was sort of, you know, it it was going under the radar at the table. So I tend to lean towards repeatable draw, but um, either way, I'm still not sure which is the better option. If you're doing mass draw spells, Mm -hmm. if that's your choice, because you want the cards immediately, how many of those do you put in your deck? Because arguably, you want to see those cards relatively early in the game. I would think by turn four, you want to see something like that, so you can draw a handful of cards.
0: Yeah, uh, what you had just brought up was a yes. really interesting point that I didn't actually think about with respect to this topic. But um, we we tend to play longer games, more turns, means more incidental draw just because you have a draw per turn. Right. And because of that, my curve tends to be a little bigger. So I don't feel like I need to end up drawing those cards earlier, um, whether they're high cost or not, because... I'm going to be drawing each turn anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you and I play in a meta where if you're running a seven drop, odds are you'll get if you if you play the seven drop on curve, you'll probably have them out there for four, five, six, seven turns. <laughs> I mean, I'm not you know that doesn't actually happen. Those cards get dealt right. with faster, but that's sort of the pace that we're moving at. So we're willing to look at stuff like that. So a card like Blue Sun Zenith, arguably, if it's played later in the game. Is gonna end up drawing you seven, eight cards, and yeah. you know, and it's an and, instance, so you can yeah end of turn it.
0: And it's interesting too because I mean, um, with with our our tendency to play bigger spells and kind of let the games go on long, drawing is less fu- fun, like you were saying, because we have these bigger spells that do these bigger things than just draw a card. And like, of course, drawing cards is exciting. Um, Because, it, I mean, for one, it means you're still in the game. Two, it kind of just, it's this exciting, like, oh, like, what am I getting at next? Yeah. Um, And, like, that's the excitement behind drawing cards. Obviously, like, it gets you the things you might need. And to an extent, it is a form of tutoring. If you have these ways of just, like, drawing your whole deck, then you've tutored every card you need. Um, Right.
1: Well, I mean, not that long ago, we played... uh... We played with Andrew Magrini and he played his Quain deck and it worked out that I think there was one turn where I, did we each draw 20 or was it just me because I already had because he put a pile of cards in my hand. Uh, we we was, each drew. <laughs> right. So, but, you know, those are game moments. Like that, right. To me, that goes beyond the fact that I drew, you know, 15 cards or however many cards I drew. It, it was like... You know that was a moment in the game that was just huge. You know it was just interesting to watch. You know to see yeah. how that played out in and of itself. Forget about what you got because you drew these fifteen or twenty cards or whatever it was. I
0: think to something that uh, maybe you won't necessarily think about the the general you, not you specifically, yeah. but something that doesn't get thought about enough with drawing cards is that, like you were saying. If you draw too many cards, you have to discard at the end of turn. That can affect your deck building in two ways. One, put in ways to get a maximum hand size. You've got your, your Thought Vessels, you've got your, your Reliquary Towers, you've got your Folio of Fancies. Great. Or, you, you spend so much time during your turn trying to figure out what to discard. And that's slowing the game down and that's not fun for anybody sitting there waiting for you to discard and like sure people can you know start their turns and in a casual setting it's like in an extremely casual setting it's fine like just start your turn whatever nobody cares but there is a strategic reason to not start your turn because you know if somebody sees you play out x y or z they're gonna not want to discard something but they would have had to
1: already discard. Yeah, and um, I've I've run into that. I've, I've been victim to that myself, where I had, I think I had eight, no, I had nine cards in hand. I needed to discard two. And the next person started their turn because I was just discarding. And I was mulling over. It was a land, and then there was another card. It was going to be one of two cards. And they started their turn. They tapped, and they played, and I'm just like, oh, now I should definitely be discarding this one because I want to <laughs> hang on to this card. And I'm like, okay, no, no. Without knowing what you just saw, which of these would you discard? And I had, mm. you know, and it's a casual game, so I discarded the one that I would have discarded had I not known what was just about to be played. But, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's not always the scenario, and generally speaking, you don't really want to force people to, to have to play that that style, so you do want to try and get your discard done before they start...
0: Right. Which, like, I mean, kind of comes from a few areas. Like, say you draw 10, then obviously you're going to have a a harder time figuring out what you want to discard. But also, it kind of goes into the idea of playing the draw spell. Say you draw 10, you know what you want out of those 10 pretty straightforward like generally like if you're at a point
1: i'm I'm (laughs) generally a blind slate shocked by every card that i see it's like oh this is in my deck i forgot oh why
0: why is this a red card this is a green blue (laughs) deck um and like that i mean that that's that's a thing too though is like you know if you're drawing 10 you're at a point in the game where you can afford to draw 10 and yeah, with your balloon sun zenith obviously At instant speed you have a whole turn because you're probably going to be doing it end of turn and then you've got your whole turn before you have to discard but for you know brevity's sake uh, you want to have the game continue going um, and if you don't have your no maximum hand size type effects then like you're going to have to discard uh, knowing fairly quickly like, oh, like, I want to play this, but either it's too early in the game, too late in the game. You know, it's, it's not ha- going to help the board state. It's going to, uh, like, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. I um, will say that going
0: many... into the draw, yeah. going into the draw is as important as when you're discarding because it's going to fe- affect how long it takes you to discard.
1: Right. Because, I mean, in theory, before you're drawing, you have your plan in place. Right. This, is, this is what I intend to do. And then you start doing it, and then you draw your cards, and it's like, did these cards help the plan, or do they change the plan? <laughs> so if they help yeah. the plan, that's great. If they don't, then the plan doesn't change. You're going to continue down that path. You just didn't get any help. Or, no, no these card, the new cards now say this is the best plan. So you now need to change the plan and start mm-hmm. in. And all of this needs to happen at a, at a quick pace. I mean, yeah. you, you definitely don't want to be you know, drawing your, your ten cards and then working out what the entire new plan is. I'm like, okay, so that's the new plan. So what do I, can I do on this turn? Nothing. All right, but this <laughs> is the new plan. Go! And, and then you start to discard after having sat there for five minutes trying to figure out what the new plan is. I'm like, great. I, that's just not... yeah. That's not and the I way think, we want I think. It's
0: play. I think it's important to to point out like this. I've seen this happen at two cards. Like ten cards makes sense why it might disrupt your plan. Sure, two cards, it's possible. Sure, but like there's only so much mulling it over
1: that can be done. And Andy, I think that like Andy, I've told you. I am sorry. I, I really, you just don't need it's, to keep harping on this. I mean, it's funny because it's not even about you this
0: time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, but seriously, like it's 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 tough because I mean, obviously, hand size is a is a real issue. Um, you know, I've got these tiny little things, uh, and um, <laughs> uh, it's it's. It's tough because with a hundred card singleton deck, like you don't know what you're gonna get. Generally, um, you know what you put in the deck, but you know how many how many times in it how many how many times have you milled out in the past year? Twice. Where I guess
1: where I guess you've seen every single card in your deck twice. Well, you said uh, twice, but let's be honest here. I mean. When you get milled out in a game of commander, I mean, in my you know, there are there's the rare occurrence where the game genuinely goes that long and you're drawing a lot of extra cards and, and you mill out. But both games where I milled out, it was a case of I drew twenty cards and then was forced to discard them and draw twenty more, and discard them and draw twenty more. Yeah. And that's how it works. So you're seeing all of the cards, but it's not altering your plan because all you're seeing is Are there any instance in here that I can play before they do this again? That's the sum total of it. So you spin through your new set of cards. No. Okay, I guess I'm hosed. Bang. Draw 20 more and see what else I can play in this bunch. Um, So that was generally how I got milled. It's hard to see that as even card draw. Right. That's not really Um, card draw. They're they're basically trying to get you to draw so much that you're forced to discard it's more of a discard right. than anything.
0: And and that kind of helps prove my point of like drawing is enough of a gamble because you are playing a hundred card singleton deck that like you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. Right. You, you've built some consistency into the deck and drawing, you know, even if you are to draw your whole deck, then you have to go through it and figure out what you want to play. Um, but like so rarely do we draw... Effectively, draw any sort of significant percentage of our deck uh, in even our you know, 12, 13 turn games. Well, I mean, um, and
1: by significant percentage, we're saying like over 50%. Mm. I mean, just, 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 because, to, just to be clear, I mean, I, you know. And I will say that the card draw itself, beyond drawing a card on the start of your turn, I don't tend to play a lot of card draw. So yeah. in a, in an average game, if the game goes twelve turns, in theory, if you've only just drawn a card at the start of every turn, then you've seen nineteen cards. And in that game, those kind of games, I probably guess I guess that I'll see a maximum of forty, mm. just because over that length, that's, there'll be a few card draw spells that'll draw me some extra cards and. Uh, sometimes I'll hit something where I'm getting to draw two or three cards a turn. Um, but I mean, e- not even often and not always. So even in that that
0: that game that we were just talking about with with Andrew's, uh, Quayne deck, yeah, uh, you know he played Quain out on curve turn two. Yep, I gave it haste. We all drew. So from that point on in the game, I think Quayne lasted until the last turn. Yeah. Um, from that point on, we were both, all drawing two <coughs> cards. Yes. Uh, and the point of his deck was to get folio fancies out so we none of us had maximum hand sizes which was great also yeah. um and then made us draw multiple cards each round so we were exponentially
1: yeah it was you know double your hand size kind of thing.
0: yeah we were we were all hastening the fact that we could conceivably draw more than we would in a normal game right now The last turn of the game, or the last round of the game, saw uh, a folio fancies, a copy of folio fancies, and the idea was that we were all going to draw X amount of cards, and then uh, he was going to try to mill at least one of us out. The most dangerous one, Bruce. But then we, you know, he got to the point where he was going to, and he looked at our deck sizes, our library sizes, and... uh, we were, we still had more than half of our decks left. Yeah, um, and so like there is this this real cause for concern of what's drawing too much, but I because of you know timing, <laughs> but also there's this it's not so much a, a concern of what's what's too much draw, but what what like how many sources is too many. Yeah, um, and I mean this is what you were talking about before, right? right? And, um, and, and obviously, you know, you've got these factors of like, A, what's considered a source of card draw and B, what is like, what, what type of source is it? Like you were saying, right. And, and I mean, like, you know, some people have their favorites and great. Um, but I, 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 I also have milled out, I think twice in the past year and it was with the same deck. It was my Omnath three-color deck. Sure. And uh, I think even that deck has minimal amount of, quote-unquote, draw a card, you know, Um, other than Omnath itself and a few other elementals where, you know, ETB draw a card. Uh, And the issue with those that deck, obviously, it just, like, it's too synergistic and all it does is just base itself on its synergies it has a hard time closing out the game uh and i think that's where it comes in is like maybe this has even too much draw for its own good because it has a lack of uh wincon um which is another issue that you can run into when you have too much draw because you're taking away from
1: the other categories right um I don't that was a bit of a mess. Uh, no, me and I take think, a sec. I think that sort of landed us right right where I want to be after the break because I want to mm-hmm. I do want to go in and look at how many card draw spells do we do you need right uh, you know like how many should you have in your deck because too many and then you've just got a bunch of spells that are drawing you cards and not action cards that are actually going to win you the game or. Not enough, which means you're never going to draw into the the action cards that you wanted because you're just not drawing enough cards. So there's a balance there, and I kind of want to I want to take a look at that and try and figure out where we should be landing and you know what uh, what what sort of numbers are we looking at.
0: So we'll be right back. Uh, yeah. This episode of Temple of False Bod is brought to you by Mask of Grizzlebrand, because who doesn't love Lifelink flying? and value off of death triggers. Mask of a brand, coming at you in the
1: skies. This episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by Temple Bell, because what's better than you drawing a card? Everybody drawing a card. Temple Bell. Hey folks, we're back. Let's crunch some numbers. I know, oh. this is the fun, exciting part of the podcast that everyone is waiting for. Yay, number crunching. Everybody loves math, Bruce. Ooh, boy, math. Um, Okay,
0: so, you know, I I, I say that jokingly, but then I realize this is Magic the Gathering. Everybody does love math.
1: Right. So the goal here is we're looking to get card draw, but realistically, you want card draw early because without getting it early, you're getting it late, and while, hey, we want it late in the game as well, but you really do want it early. I mean, early card draw? is the equivalent of, I mean, it can be the Cultivate that you haven't found yet. It can, you know, it finds every, it's just going to draw you into more cards, which are, you know, make it more likely you're going to hit all your land drops. It it does, you know, obviously card draw just does everything. So you want to hit it early, but the question is how early? I would say that you want to hit your land, want to hit card draw by turn four. Because by turn four, you should, in theory, have four mana, which should mean that you can afford to pay for whatever whatever spell it is that you're looking to play that's going to draw you the cards. If that's the case, then you've seen 11 cards at that point, and you want at least one of those cards to have been a card draw spell. So just, just based on that, you're looking at one card in every 11, or if you round it off, one in every 10. So you're looking at 10 card draw spells that you want to have in your deck. However, the numbers don't really work that way. You do want to bump it up even a little higher than that, because just because one in 10 cards is the card draw spell, it doesn't mean that every time you draw 10 cards, you're going to get one. So you have to look at the percentages and go a little deeper. So you should be running even more than that. The difficulty, though, is that if you do have 12 of these 12 card draw spells in your deck, and you get that one early, and you play it. Okay, so then the next time you want another one is going to be, what, two turns, three turns down the road? The problem is you've already seen now a pile of cards. So there's a very good chance when you are ready to play your next card draw spell, you'll have drawn two, maybe three more of them just because you've already been drawing extra, or because you've drawn extra cards. (laughs) So it's an interesting, and this is why I ask, how much is enough? How much is too much? Because, arguably, if you, if you must have it in the, early, in the early going, you want that many more card draw spells. But are you really looking for that in the late game? I mean, the late game when you're drawing, you know, oh, look, I drew a card that says I get to draw three more cards. Like, well, good, because you'll get to draw three more. But in the end, you're really only netting two more cards because you just drew mm. a card draw spell. Over 10% of your deck is just cards that say, draw a card. You're you're losing out on action spells, the cards that actually win you the game. And on top of that, you're basically saying all those other cards are going to cost a little bit more because you have to pay for the card draw cards to get to them. So I'm never sure how many is the right number. Because there's no doubting that you want to have card draw. Decks without card draw don't win games. You are relying way too much on luck to pull stuff off the top of your deck. But at what point do you say, this is just too many? Because right. you, there, is, there is a point where it's too many. I doubt that yeah. anybody will say that 12 is too many, but 15? <laughs> right. Is 15 too many? Like, where, where do you stop? I mean, with ramp, I always feel like more ramp just means you've got more mana to play more of the spells that you get. But even, even with ramp, it's the same kind of thing. At some point, the, the, the return on investment just fades. And I feel like you, yeah. it fades with card draw as well. I think a, a good
0: example to do would be, I mean, especially with, or uh, even with ramp too, is like looking at it if you are in a position under pressure. So like toward the end game or after a board wipe. So, after a board wipe, obviously the thing you want to do is build up your board state again. With ramp, you can play ramp, and you'll still be kind of keeping up with everybody around you. Right. But you always have a creature to play, because you always have your commander. Um, so, ramp, you can ramp into playing your commander again. Or, right. with card draw spells, you can draw more card draw spells. And that's where it starts to fall apart, is... The, the idea that you, all you're drawing is just card draw spells or most of what you're drawing is card draw spells. Even drawing a card draw spell from a card draw spell is uh, disappointing. Um, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, God.
1: Right. <laughs> um, and the problem isn't so much that you're drawing into another, another spell that says draw a card or draw cards because that's fine. It just means that you're gonna to get to draw more cards and continue to dig for the card that you are that you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's fine. The difficulty is this is all costing you mana. There's a cost that right. comes with this. Now, the cost it's, isn't the card itself because if I play a card that says draw four cards, the net is I'm drawing three because I have the card draw spell that I'm using to get those other four. So I draw, I'm seeing three cards that could do something. now. If two of them aren't the cards I'm looking for and the third one is another card that says draw four cards. Well, okay, so then I'm seeing three more new cards and that's still good because I'm still searching for the card that I want. But the downside is the cost. You know, Mm. at what point do you say, you know, that card you're looking for that you've now found, great, but can you afford it anymore because you've spent, I don't know, six mana, say, Eight mana, whatever. Great. You're going to hold on to that. You're going to have to wait a full turn to actually play the action card the following turn. Right. There, it's a diminishing return, and it's definitely something you need to consider. I mean, and we know this is true, or else the best decks would just run card draw.
0: <laughs> right. You
1: just, just all card draw and one or two cards that actually finish the game because you're yeah. just you're willing to just keep drawing until you find something and that's just not viable and we know that so yeah um but i think how- it's tough
0: too because then you have you have things that are just essentially just value engines like one card value engines like mold for example um Moldrifter is a five mana two two that when it enters you draw two cards which great it replaces itself and draws you an extra card right um you can also play it for three mana to just get that and a die trigger. Right. Um, which, you know, in the right decks has amazing value. It's a bear that has an effect. It's a 2 2 4 2 with a three mana uh, <clears throat> effect stapled onto it. And uh, with drawing those two cards, it's like that's that's what this format ends up coming down to is like these specific cards that have two three four like effects stapled onto it where it's like okay you've got a creature you can have a dies trigger if you need it or you just get two you get two cards out of it anyway so it's like the you know it just keeps building up where it's mana efficient it's card efficient um and i mean obviously that's what you're looking for in card draw which is why moldrifter gets printed every other set
1: uh, every other commander set um, right, and it's also why you see a lot of the loops. I mean, right. you know, Emil loves, loves a card that says when it enters the battlefield, draw a card, because Emil will bounce that thing over and over and over again to keep drawing the mm. card, um, or to keep getting whatever effect you want. But we're talking about card draw here. Um,
0: right, and I mean,
1: like, and, it kind of comes <laughs> down to that value
0: of, like, well, okay, say, you know, with Emil, for example, yeah, um, you have a card, When it enters the battlefield you draw a card you flicker it you now have twice the value out of that card right close to twice the value out of that card than you did just playing the card right um which is why like to an extent uh card draw stapled onto card or onto creatures uh or really any permanent um is much more valuable than than your instants and sorceries if you're not playing a deck that is built around you know, playing instants and sorceries. If you're not playing a strictly Spellslinger deck, creatures with card draw deserve the slot more than just, you know, X, Y, or Z.
1: I sort of agree with you. However, if you don't have a way to loop that, mm-hmm. then you know, take Muldrifter. Muldrifter's there, you play the card out, you draw, you, you draw your cards. If it doesn't do any, if it never... If it never draws you any more cards, wouldn't you be better off with a spell that lets you draw a card or two cards every turn? Because you will draw more cards from that from that enchantment or, you know, whatever. Right, which is, or, or yeah, even which an is in, why I... Right, or even an I've, instant that draws five at once.
0: That's fair. Um, but I get what you're saying. That's also the value of just having a, a creature to block as well. I yes. mean, I, I tried to specify enough to say... Permanence, right. Because those enchantments that draw you cards, regardless of situation,
1: are primo. Right. but So, in the end, I, you know, I keep coming back to this. Like, how many cards should I have in the deck to draw cards? And I think what I'm looking at, practically speaking, is, you know, in a rough estimation, and obviously this is different for every deck. It's different depending on who your commander is. Uh, I mean, we've talked about Brina recently. And I would say that in a Breena deck you would need fewer cards dedicated to card draw just because (laughs) Breena does this for you and you have constant access to it. But, so, say your average deck, I think I'm looking at between 8 and up to 10 spells that are dedicated to drawing me cards, and then I'm also going to be looking at at least a handful, say another 4 or maybe 5 creatures or other spells that have that are the cantrip, that just draw that hmm. one card. Because, you know, you play the card, you get to draw. Okay, great. So if I don't draw, don't get one of those draw spells in the early going, hopefully I'll at least have had a creature that cantrips so I can draw at least one or two extra cards. And hopefully that will get me closer to one of the other card draw spells that will let me dig deep into my library. So that's sort of where, that's where I think I'm landing on this. Generally speaking, that's what I've instinctively done with most of my decks. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think I put nearly enough alternatives, because I have a deep affinity to enchantments and artifacts that draw a card each turn. Or draw a card when some effect happens, and usually the effect is something that happens once a turn. I like the idea of staying under the radar on card draw. So... I'm not the guy who plays a lot of blue sun zenith. I'm not the guy who, you know, will play the instant that lets them draw three cards and then that card goes away just because I just don't want attention drawn to me because I'm just because I'm drawing cards.
0: Um yeah, and I think that, you know, it's it's a it's a definitely tough balance I think, you know, somewhere between obviously with any deck, you're looking for as many cards that can overlap categories as possible. So right. Uh, having cards dedicated to just card draw is a luxury for one um, you know your, your Phyrexian arenas your uh, other things that do that uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like obviously looking for something that does more than that um, <clears throat> is where you want to start regardless um, and so like cards that are dedicated to drawing cards for me in my decks end up being much lower just because uh, a they're their last thoughts they're things that I'm like oh I should probably do that and B uh, I'm bad at building decks <laughs> um, no I'm 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 I it's it's generally a thing that uh, I I haven't gotten used to yet so like I whenever I'm like putting in cards I'm having a hard time cutting other cards for just card draw because i want my decks to do certain things but then there comes the case of like well you're i'm not drawing into them i i've got two cards in hand and they're both land and i don't want to play either of them so that i can you know bluff whatever right and so there is the danger of not drawing enough because you're like you're gonna end up flushing away your hand early and then either, you know, a board wipe's going to come or you're just going to run out of value. Um, and so as, as much as it pains me, there is, uh, there is a lower limit to, to, to your card draw specifics, um, which I think, you know, four or five may be still too low. I mean, it's, you know, one
1: of the deck. It's 5% right. obviously, but um Right, and we just finished saying that we rarely get through over half of our deck. Mm. So if you're not getting through half of your deck and only four or five cards are drawing you cards, I mean, how often does that mean you're never going to find one of those cards? Let me tell you, it's often. (laughs) It is, it is. Um, I will say that, uh, I mean, we keep joking about, I keep joking about Phyrexian Arena and this kind of thing. Um, Most of my repeatable card draw are cards that do something else. Like, um, I... I particularly like Obnixilus Reignited. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, uh, a Planeswalker whose plus one ability is you draw a card and lose a life. So Phyrexian Arena, but only when you want it. So if you don't want to draw the card, you don't have to. And his his minus three is Destroy Target Creature. So I I do have, you know, so the card does something else when I need it to. Um, And that's, you know, that's a nice thing. Now I appreciate that it costs five and it's a Planeswalker, so it gets targeted immediately. But, you know, it's, uh, I can usually draw two or three cards off of lists. so, but that's the sort of style of card that I tend to look for when I'm looking for mm. uh, cards that draw. It's It's been an
0: interesting ride for me thinking about card draw, um, because one of my favorite decks right now is my Lelia deck, which, for all intents and purposes, is extreme draw. Like, it's just, right. every turn it pumps out a card from the top of my deck and I can either play it that turn or lose it forever. Right.
1: Um, and Lelia brings out the whole, the whole other discussion of what kind of card draw makes sense. Because with Lelia, you're drawing it, you're playing it, or you're losing it. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a limit to, to how, you know, how many cards you want to draw that way. So Yeah. Um,
0: I think there's a special place in my commander heart uh, for Lelia, where it, I f- oh god, if I could get everybody who plays commander uh, to play that deck once, I think that they would understand how little a single card means in their deck. Right. And I feel like it's helped me build decks better, because I don't necessarily stress out about each single card in my deck because i can see how quickly they can just churn through and how much they don't affect my game at all um because i'm watching them being exiled, i'm like all right that sucks uh but after like the third or fourth game with this deck i've been like oh i don't care i've got more in this deck it's funny that that deck hasn't milled itself out but you know it's such a big threat that just kind of comes and give it time people give it time yeah. <laughs> I, I think as we wrap up here, um, you know, card draw is important. Um, I, I don't think either of us have tried to say otherwise, but too much card draw can be boring. And you know, we found that a good a good place to, to, to stick the landing with dedicated card draw, cards that you, more often than not, when you play them, you will be drawing cards, is somewhere between
1: 7 and 8, is that what you said? <laughs> If, Higher. if you follow the stats, then mm-hmm. you're, look, you're looking for at least 12 pieces of card draw. But I'm just not sure that as the game progresses that you're going to be happy having that many of them in the deck. Yeah. You know, um, make make your decisions and keep your commander in mind. I mean, obviously, a commander like Chulain is not going to need 12 other ways to draw cards. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean... When you do the stats, it gets a little disheartening when you realize just how many of each thing you, you're supposed to be putting in your deck. So, um, And I, I think that kind of goes to show where we stand, too,
0: with with the the format in general. I think that, like, you know, where you stand in terms of your level of play, not right. necessarily your, your power level or anything, but just, like, how casual you want the game to be. Right. Um, we'll see, like... The more casual it gets, the less card draw you have because you'll be drawing a more for more turns, and B, you'll be like you you want the the chaos of it all to kind right. of overwhelm you. So the more cards you draw, the less chaotic will be because the more consistent you're being.
1: Right. Um, I mean, I don't run tutors because I don't want to see the same cards over and over again. Well, you know, I want to see more cards. But I also don't want my card draw to become a case where, oh, look, I'm now drawing into, you know, 75% of my deck, which means, in theory, I'm basically looking for the same stuff over and over again because I've drawn so many. So, um, yeah. And I'm
0: sure we'll revisit this topic eventually. Um, Maybe we'll feel differently. Who knows? Uh, But I want to, again, take some time to thank each and every one of you for listening uh, it's been a great two years. Um, I I don't know what I would rather do with my time than sit here for an hour each week and talk to you, Bruce. Um, other than play magic. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think that's going to do it for this for us this week. If you have
1: anything to say to our viewers, do so now. Just, uh, you know, appreciate everyone listening in. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on card draw and get a sense of what you're doing as far as, you know... How how are you making the card draw work in your decks?
0: That's going to do it for us this week. We're Temple of the False Bod. Where decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Thank you again so much for listening. Play some magic for me, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening you can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at mana burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend. though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!